Welcome to Journaling with Nature, the podcast for those who want to turn curiosity into wonder, a pencil sketch into a rabbit hole of discovery, a moment of stillness into a life full of joy. I'm your host, Bethan Burton. Let's open the pages of our nature journals and explore this world together. Thank you for being here. This is episode three. I'm speaking with a very old friend of mine, Bronwyn Smith, and her four daughters. I met Bronwyn about 20 years ago when we were young adults doing our big overseas trip in the UK. She's from New Zealand, but she's since married and had a family and moved to the Scottish archipelago of Shetland. If you look on the map, you'll see just how remote this group of islands really is. I'm going to talk with Bronwyn and her family about nature and nature journaling and what life is like in this remote and beautiful place. The interview begins with the family arranging themselves around the table so that they can all be part of the conversation. Let's see if we can get all of us. So, Sienna, if you move around here a bit towards me, you can see Mia's little head here. And just playing around. Yeah. Can you come in a bit closer there, Sienna? And then, Isla, if you can come around. And then I can maybe pop. <laughs> Mia! Eventually, everyone got settled. Baby Anya was on Bronwyn's lap, and the three older girls were ready for our chat. Um, I'm Shanna, and I'm a Labrum. I'm Isla, and I'm nine. I'm Mia, and I'm three. (laughs) Hi, Mia. (laughs) So you guys live in the Shetlands. I used to say the Shetland Islands, but I noticed that you guys say Shetland. Is that, is that a better way to say it? <laughs> Shetlanders prefer it if you call it Shetland, but not Shetlands. So okay. it's got to be Shetland or Shetland Islands. Um, most people do say Shetlands, but for some reason, Shetlanders, they prefer to Shetland, yeah. Okay, so you live in Shetland. And can you talk about where exactly Shetland is for people who are listening who aren't quite sure? It's near Scotland. Uh, you Scotland. <laughs> it, it's not. It's, it's actually part of Scotland. Oh, so yeah. it's an island right at the very top. Uh, it's the islands at the top of Scotland. Ah, me. And the middle of the North Sea and Atlantic. We need a lighthouse. We need a lighthouse. We live in a. <laughs> you live in a white house. <laughs> You live in a white house on Shetland, which is in the North Sea, north of mainland Scotland. And how do you get to where you are from mainland Scotland? Do you go on a boat or on a plane? Uh, we usually take a boat, but there is planes as well. Yeah. And what's the trip across like? Is it rough? Uh, it's 12 rough? hours and it's quite rough, yeah. 12 hours. Wow. So it's really, really remote. Ah! Well, on the boat. So it takes 12 hours, but planes only take about an hour. Okay. Wow. And can you tell me about the landscape where you are? Uh, there's oh only a couple God. of woods that we like to go to, like we just no trees below. At this point, Bronwyn decided that things would be smoother if she found her little one's dummy. That's what we call a pacifier. Can you go and look in the dishwasher, Mia? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Not sure what she's done. <laughs> it's, there's not one in the dishwasher. Where have you put it, Anya? You've not been running about anywhere. Oh, here it is. Mum's sitting on it. <laughs> there we go. Right. <laughs> there we go. 
Everyone settled again and I began by asking three-year-old Mia what she could see when she was in nature. Hey, Mia, now you tell Bethan all about your nature journal because you do your nature journal almost every morning. What do you like to put in your nature journal? Birds. You tell Bethan. What do you like to draw? I want to paint a bus. A bus. <laughs> well, we, we usually, in the mornings, you do a nature journal, don't you? Yeah. And what do we often find in the morning while we're eating breakfast? That is out the window. Yeah. Can you remember? Yeah. Lots of birds. You like to draw heaps of birds, don't you? Yeah. So what what are the names of the birds that we see? Starling in the sky. That's right, the starlings in the sky. And what what did we find? We've got a, a bird book, don't we? And we try and find out what the names of the birds are. Yeah. Usually they're starlings. And sometimes we've found curlews and we've found geese. <laughs> and we've had some blackbirds. And lots and lots of herring gulls and crows. Wow, that's a lot of different birds. Lots of pretty things that you see. Yeah, um, flowers. That's right, flowers. Sienna and Isla, do you have a favourite thing to draw in your nature journal? I like drawing sea life and coastal stuff. What sort of sea life do you find in Shetland? I find some um, orcas and sometimes porpoises and like glasses. I'd love to see an orca. That sounds amazing. Do they pass by in different seasons or are they always there? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know either. I think they're often here most of the year round. I think so. When you see them, do they? Do you just see a big fin coming past or do they breach? Usually it's just some fins. It, it's the fins you normally see. Sometimes they come up and do a bit of a dive. What do they do that we, we don't like to watch? What do they chase? <laughs> yeah, seals. That's right. Tell Bethan about them chasing the seals. Do they chase them up onto the beach? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> can't yeah. really remember. <laughs> it was amazing. We were just down at the beach and um, we saw the orcas come through. There was maybe about, um, was it about six of them? Yeah. Yeah. And there was something really special about that um, bunch of walkers. Can you remember what it was? Mm. It, they just had a little baby, hadn't they? Yeah, there were two little. Well, there was one that had just been born. It was the first time they noticed that this one was part of the pod. And what else do you do? Like, you often go down to the beach. What did you draw in your nature journal last time when we went down and there was. Um, when we were down at the beach down here? Starfish, seaweed, and crab like. Isn't it fun to look in a rock pool and just see that there's a whole ecosystem in there, so much to see in one little place? I know. What else, Isla? There's always lots and lots of things that pop up and down. Yeah. What like to peep at you from the sea? Oh, yeah. Sometimes you can see the seals all jumping and, like, there was once one really close when we went down to the pier right there and pier jumping. You thought it was going to eat you. <laughs> Wow, I love seals so much. I've seen some seals in New Zealand and it was a pretty special moment. I was on a kayak 
and one peeped its head up and they're so inquisitive aren't they and they look around and then go down and then come back up yeah we we had a walk one day where we walked along the banks along the back of um, where we live there must have been about 12 of them and they all followed us the whole way around and the whole way they kept diving under the water and peeping at us and jumping out and it was so cute I wonder what they're thinking when they do that when they follow you are they they must be really interested in what you're doing but I wonder what they're thinking yeah they're probably as interested in us as what we are of them because of where we were there's not a lot of people that would probably go that way so they probably don't see people walking around that bit very often so Tell me more about the seasons in Shetland because I know that you have really, really long summer days and really short winter days. What's that like? It's kind of cool. Like on the short days, I'm like sometimes it even gets dark when you're still at school. And like in the really long days and you're like, then we're able to stay up um, outside really late and like play with all our friends. Like it's just really fun. Yeah, on Midsummer Night we have a special night. And what do we do on Midsummer Night? Um, go to like the beach and we have like campfires and like. Last time we went to the beach on Midsummer, then um, we were having a campfire and then it started raining really heavily. It was really fun. Wow. And it was really late at night, but you were out and it was sunny. Is that right? It was mid. Well, it was midnight when we had the fire. And yeah, it was as if you were in the middle of the day. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't even imagine what that must be like. Do you know the latitude where you are? Yeah, it's 60 degrees north. And we're, we're probably closer to Norway than we are to, you know, the rest of Scotland and Edinburgh. So we're, we're quite far north from Scotland. And do you notice things that come and go in the summer and the winter? Certain birds or certain animals? Um, well, ah. puffins. Oh, yeah, puffins. <laughs> and, like, spring and stuff to lay their eggs. We've got, like, this big cliff where you can just go and, like, see all the puffins and, like, all the little baby puffins and stuff. Mm-hmm. Usually there's some baby seagulls there, too. It's really cute. Yeah. There are loads and loads and loads of birds that come to Shetland for the spring and summer to lay their eggs and just for the nesting season. And then oh, by the end of July, they start leaving again. And um, it's lovely. There's so many gorgeous birds. We're really lucky. That sounds amazing. That really sounds beautiful. You know where the puffins go? Uh, I, I think they actually go, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure they go towards the Arctic. That cold, they go towards the cold, whereas birds tend to go the opposite and go wow. towards the east. Yeah, I think that's right. I think they end up in the middle of the sea. I like the Well, that's a good one. <laughs> so you guys recently went on a really big journey to see family in Australia and New Zealand. Can we talk a little bit about that? Ants in the bathroom. Ants in the bathroom. <laughs> that was the thing that amazed them was I'm all the ants. Um, <laughs> I know it probably sounds weird for the rest of the world, especially when I grew up with ants just being normal. But in Shetland, we don't see ants. I, I don't know if they exist here, if I'm honest. I've never seen one here. Really? I mean, they could be other places. But, um, <laughs> 
I'm shocked. I never thought about that. I just assumed ants were everywhere. And they could be here. It's just I don't know that I've ever seen one in Shetland. Yeah. (laughs) And where did you see the ants in the bathroom? In Australia or New Zealand? Australia. (laughs) I would ask, guys, you saw some pretty cool places. Uh, Waitomo Cave is really cool. I've always wanted to go to Waitomo Caves. Was it amazing? Well, there's just like these little blue dots everywhere and they're glowworms. And... <laughs> it's really pretty because like, it just looks like the stars. And there's like a boat right? Oh, wow. So you went on a boat and you looked up and it was like the stars, but it was glowworms. Yeah. And it's such a surreal time because it, you've got to be very, very, very quiet. And it's so surreal just floating through the caves watching all the glowworms and everything's so silent and peaceful. Do you have to be quiet so the glowworms come out? Yeah, I, I imagine so. I, it might be so you don't scare them and they kind of retreat at night, yeah. Wow. And what uh, what sort of things did you see in nature in Australia? Um, the kangaroos and, like, the wallabies and... Um, crocodiles and stuff. And And cars on the road. (laughs) We do have cars in Shetland, just (laughs) for the record. We actually have wallabies in Shetland. Do you? Tell me about that. It's not natural ones, it's ones that are kept in like a place called the Outpost. Okay. Is it like a a nature centre? Yeah. He's actually an Australian um, living in Shetland and all sorts of Australian animals and stuff, deer. Um, it's quite cool. So when you came to Australia and visited me here at my home, we did a bit of nature journaling together, which was so nice and so lovely to see your art and to do that with you. And then you went and you travelled around and you did a lot of nature journaling as part of your homeschooling, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? How did you do your homeschooling through nature journaling? Um, yeah. We went and visited a lot of places and then um, we drew some stuff from the place in our nature journals. That's It's such a good way to learn, isn't it? Yeah. We didn't do much of the actual schoolwork to work, though. <laughs> do you know, I think that um, learning in that way that you did where you're just learning about things you're seeing and that you're passionate about. I think that's a beautiful and really effective way to learn something. That's right. What did homeschooling look like from your perspective? Did you direct the girls or did you just let them go for it? Yeah, I I think at the start we did try to direct the learning a bit. I guess I'm a teacher and I think that's probably what I was used to doing and it took me maybe a few weeks to realise actually that really wasn't going to work with the girls because we were on holiday and um, and I guess my own beliefs on learning and everything got challenged as well and which was brilliant and we were more about going in and experiencing really cool stuff and um, the experience was far more important than anything else that they could learn and as a result the girls did absolutely brilliantly they did do their nature journaling we spent a lot of time in nature a lot of time with family and to me those things are far more important than um, the other things we could have been doing I yeah I absolutely agree with that I think learning 
in everyday life is just such a beautiful way to do it. And like you say, I think the girls probably picked up a whole lot of stuff that books can't teach them. No, exactly. And because we'd only been back in Shetland for a few weeks before we went into lockdown, we actually were able to carry that through as well. And they carried on doing nature journaling and things at home, which was lovely because we could do that while we were um, in lockdown and they could go outside into the garden. And we're very lucky where we are. We're surrounded by croft or farmland all around us. So, and then there's a little beach down just at the bottom of where our house is. And so we could just go to those places and see different things. And it was also a lovely time with all the wildflowers coming out. So there were lots of lovely things that we could go and find. That's kind of how we've spent almost a year maybe of our learning now, which has been incredible. Um, That's so beautiful. And I really love that you can do it with the family through that very big age range that you have. That's right. Um, because Tiana, she's 11 and Mia at the time was two. She's just turned three, but um, they can all do the same thing. And actually Mia adores um, her nature journaling. And in the morning when she sees a bird in the garden, she wants to automatically draw it into her nature journal. And it's a lovely time to spend in the morning drawing with her and looking in the books to find out what the bird might be called and which colour the legs are to kind of determine which breed it might be, which is lovely. That's so beautiful. And do you think nature journaling is something you could take into your own practice as a teacher, your your school situation? Absolutely. I've already bought the books to take into my class. We head back in two weeks and I've got all the things already. And because of post-lockdown, we're encouraged to spend as much time outside as we can. And so we've already got our pencils and everything already so that nature journaling will be a big part heading back um, for next term, which I'm actually really excited about because it's lovely. The kids love it and I love it. And it's so good to get outside into nature. And um, we learn so much from that and just getting that groundedness, you know, something all children should get that chance to do. That's so true. Groundedness is a really good a really good way of putting it. What age is your class? Okay, so I've got 13 children in the whole school and they're all in the one class and they range from primary one right through to primary seven. Wow. Yeah, so it's a massive range, which actually is actually really lovely and it's not far different from a family. I mean, even within my own family, I've got them ranging between 1 and 11 and the class is no different you've got so the lovely thing about a class like that is the older children are so brilliant with the little ones and there are families within it and it is lovely there's a lovely community of children actually that they learn so much from each other the little ones look up to the big ones and the big ones are awesome with the little ones What's the season there now? I guess it's midsummer or, com- or just coming out of midsummer. That's right. Yeah. And what do you experience at this time of year? Rain. <laughs> it is rain. raining today, to be honest. You're quite it's right. <laughs> I tell tell Bethan <laughs> more about what it's like most of the time. Um, a lot of wind, coldness, and rain. <laughs> Is it cold generally all the time, all all through the year, or is do you have a warm time? Uh, yeah, usually July, July and June are usually pretty good. Um, 
This is July. It's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end. It, yeah. I think the weather's actually, we've been quite lucky with the weather. It's actually not been too bad. We've had a nice spring and summer. There are obviously colder days um, within that. That's part of where we are. But, and it's windy. I, I do go for March. Yeah. But um, you just have to still get outside and you still have to just carry on. But to be honest, it's not as cold as what most people think because I think the temperature doesn't change a lot throughout the year. Like through the winter, we don't get down to minus degrees really. Um, mostly you would border somewhere between zero and five. But we just make sure that we wear the right clothes, we stay nice and warm. When the kids go swimming, they have a wetsuit so that they can swim in the sea and it's not completely and utterly freezing. <laughs> Talking about Shetland weather, it reminds me of that Scandinavian saying where they say there's no bad weather, only inappropriate clothing. And do you go by that for your school outings and that sort of thing? Do you have to just go out and rug everyone up and just go to despite wind and cold? Yeah, um, you, you absolutely have to. Um, that's something that Scotland's really gearing towards over the next 10 years or so is really pushing the outdoor play and getting everybody out into nature. And um, in order to do that, the, the biggest thing we need to first of all do is to make sure the children are warm. And um, we personally at our school, if there's a snow day or there's anything like that, you drop what you're learning and you get out and you go and experience it because that's what childhood's for. You know, if you, so much learning can be had playing in the snow. And, um, yeah, you've got really good brands of um, clothing that you can easily buy, um, although that's quite expensive. <laughs> um, you, know, you just have to buy, it's usually the Scandinavian brands and they keep you nice and warm and it's not unknown for my kids to put on their woolen hats and go and bounce on the trampoline on um <laughs> in the middle of summer <laughs> that's amazing that is so good do you know something the kids haven't talked about is their little caddy lambs that they feed <laughs> tell me about that what is it these little caddy lambs three of them and they're called buddy junior and no not junior <laughs> buddy joy and friday um, Friday's mine, and Buddy's mine, and then Joy is Mia's, and they're so cute. Friday's a mix of Shetland and something else, I think, and I have no clue about all others. <laughs> and when you say caddy lambs, what does that mean? An orphan lamb. Oh, so do you have to feed them with a bottle? Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, how beautiful. <laughs> Where did they come from? Uh, Our great uncle. It's, yeah, it is. I, I hadn't I thought of him as a great uncle. I just thought of him as an uncle. But, yeah, he's, he's Ross's uncle, so he's a great uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and have you put the caddy lambs in your nature journal? Uh, once, I think. I think you did, Sienna. And I think Mia has. I'm not sure if you have either. <laughs> that is a very special thing to have a little orphan lamb to take care of. But what's happened as a result of you guys having caddy lambs? What's happened? Well, both girls asked a couple of weeks ago. What did you ask, Mum? 
cool buy them so they don't have to go off to get sold. Oh, yeah, that is hard. And what was the answer? I don't know. Well, we don't actually have the land ourselves to, or the land that's around us um, belongs to um, Ross's family. So it's not ours. We can't just go and put our sheep on it. <laughs> I, think, I think one thing that's been interesting is that both questioning eating meat <laughs> and um, yeah. obviously when you've got um, a little animal that you take care of and love and look after it's a really hard thing for a child to understand and so they are questioning Isla hasn't eaten any lamb since three years ago when she got her first caddy lamb yeah, that is interesting. And how? What do you think about that, Bronnie? If they've decided well, to be actually, vegetarian, Ross and I have um, also been having that conversation over the last couple of weeks, and um, <clears throat> we've also um, starting to try and do vegan days and things like that because actually we do believe in that now, and we're um, we actually use oat milk and stuff because we are starting to question the ethics, whereas previously we just done what we'd always done and um but we are starting to question things and um and, and you know i actually like the fact that the children are questioning things because i think that's what children should do they should see something and see when something doesn't seem right yes. and question why you know why these things happen yeah children have quite a good moral compass um, a lot of the time and when you were working in the schools and they see environmental issues and they're like well why would people throw that plastic in the sea why would you do that you know they, why would you drop that rubbish on the ground they can't can't see because they're they're so pure in their thoughts a lot of the time um, which is lovely yeah it's really interesting no, it's it? interesting and um we certainly have some good discussions about we've certainly have had some good discussions about it over the last couple of weeks i can't imagine we'll go proper vegans but even just reducing as much as we can and buying the best quality making sure it's free range chicken and um um that sort of thing so um we'll we'll see how we go over the next wee while <laughs> I really, really want to visit you up there one day. I think my boy would love to see nature there oh, and absolutely. explore with you guys. Um, definitely. Shetland is such a unique place. It took me a while when I first moved here to really appreciate Shetland and its nature because it was so different to what I was used to. It was really, really, really different. And yeah, after, well, I've been here... 10 years but been coming back and forward for the last 20 and it is so beautiful it's the coasts are amazing and you go down to the beaches and they've got absolutely stunning beaches and there's no one else on them and it's just so lovely and it's so peaceful Shetland has amazing um, geology as well so all the beaches have different um, colored rocks so um Rewick is red. Yeah. Oh, but it, it is, but it all comes from the same and it's lovely to go if you collect all the different like a pebble from each beach, they'll be different. So I find it quite interesting and um 
maybe over time just through your children you start to appreciate things like that that you maybe took for granted oh wow that sounds amazing Isla would there be a word that you would use to describe nature in Shetland um, um, harmonic maybe yeah can you tell I me no it just works everything just works things are in harmony with each other yeah so you guys, I s- did a journal page and sent a journal to you as part of a j- nature journal exchange. Did you guys do a, yeah. a page yeah. of yeah. Shetland? And we've got them. Because of lockdown, we didn't send them back straight away. Um, but we have got it ready to send back. Don't show her. Do you mind if I tell Bethan about the little, about how hard it was for you guys to draw it out? <laughs> when the girls first got the journal they just loved it it was so special to them and they loved looking at your work and because you're such an amazing artist and the book was so special they struggled with drawing in it because they were so scared that they weren't quite good enough after a while then we did manage to get them to draw it and they've actually done beautiful beautiful work it, it was about teaching that it didn't matter about the beauty and it was about the nature and um, however they've both done a lovely and beautiful job as well. Yeah, this feeling that you want to do something perfect on your nature journal page is something that I come across all the time because I teach nature journaling to people of all ages and this feeling is something that's really normal that I see come up all the time that people say I want to make a perfect picture and part of my work is helping people move past that feeling and start their journal page anyway. So how did you guys do that? How did you get past that fear of making a perfect picture and just and start your page anyway? I kind of just did. Yeah. It was just one day you said, right, now I'm going to do it. Maybe I said to you, uh, now you're going to do it. <laughs> just get started. Just doesn't matter what you do, just get started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a funny thing and I, I have the same feeling often that I don't want to start a page because I might spoil it or a fear that I'm not going to do it properly or perfectly or something. It's a natural feeling and it comes up really regularly. And, yeah, moving past that feeling is is a difficult thing. I'm really glad that you guys did because I can't wait to see your pages. Yeah. And how about you, Isla? How did you feel at the end? I don't know. I thought I did good. And... Yeah. But it didn't look quite as I expected because Mia did draw all over my page. A little bit. She like did a little scribble. Oh, did she? I didn't notice. <laughs> she was so desperate to draw in the nature journal too. She wanted to be a part of it. So she has got her own page, which is lovely. That is so exciting. I'm really, really excited to see it. Well, we'll we'll post them in the next week before I head back to school. That's so cool. And would you guys be interested? I've been thinking about something like a nature journal exchange for kids. Would you be interested in exchanging a journal with someone else, a child or a school in another place? Yeah, that would be lovely. Like I was thinking like when the journal comes back to you it'll be lovely to send it on to some other children's and children in a different place and um eventually it might wake it make our way it way back to us but it might have traveled to 10 different countries and that's really cool yeah let's let's make that happen and even with my school um that would be lovely if there was another school somewhere else 
actually that would like to swap somewhere very different and then all of my children could draw a little page and that would be lovely it'd be really nice let's let's do that i'm gonna make that happen yeah that would be amazing do they have guidebooks for wildlife specifically in shetland not in shetland we often have to buy the british books but what we see in shetland is so vastly different to what they see in the rest of britain Obviously, England has completely different wildlife um, to what we have. So sometimes it's a bit hard. And like with our um, bird book, I've had to put asterisks next to the birds that we do see so that when we're identifying them, we've got less birds that we can choose from. Mm -mm. Do you know a really special thing to, to do with your family and your class might be to make a guidebook of animals through making a nature journal. You could see what you see, take note of it, and then make your own guidebook, a guidebook that's specifically for your area through nature journaling. That would be a lovely idea if you could come up with a guidebook for Shetland you know, children to look through. So we'll send you a copy once we've made one. <laughs> I'm so happy to talk to you guys. I, you've really, really made me want to see nature in Shetland and spend some time with you guys up there. I would love, love for you to come and come spend some time with us up here. It would be amazing. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If your family or school would be interested in participating in a nature journal exchange, with nature lovers from faraway places, send me an email. You can find all my details at journalingwithnature.com. See you next week. <laughs>